Hello, my Nifty 50 Plus friends and listeners. Terry here. Going to talk about um, glassware, champagne, Bloody Marys, highballs, wine temperature, etc. I want to um, tell you a little story first. When I was 21 years old, the day of, my dad grabbed me by the ear, dragged me out of the kitchen where I'd been working in for years as a kid on up to that age, handed me over to his bartender and said, here, make this kid a bartender, Frank Borgo. Here is kudos to Frank Borgo, probably one of, if not the best bartender I have ever seen. Here's the first thing he said to me. He goes, you know how your dad takes such good care of uh, all the food he presents cooked properly, seasoned properly, garnished properly, color coordinated, the pride he takes. He said, I'm going to teach you to take the same pride in every drink you make. People think you just throw some booze in a glass and some mix or whatever, and there you have it. That's not true. First thing he taught me was that the glass makes the drink. He is so right. You wouldn't put cognac in a beer glass and you wouldn't put beer in a brandy snifter so i sent a picture out let's go around starting with the three wine glasses top left you have what's called a balloon you have another one that's called a tulip it's on the stem it's traditional i kind of like the balloon myself then you have the mod which is the squatty one with no stem Now, when you're pouring wine, never, ever, never, ever fill the glass more than half full because then all the aroma goes into the air and that's not good. So, okay, now let's go to the the right. Let's move to the right. The tall glass back there that you can see most of it. Sorry, you can't see through my welcome sign. That probably wasn't a good idea. Anyway, um, Pilsner glass. I love a beer in a Pilsner glass. It just makes it taste so much better. And um, then you have um, what is called the martini glass. We like to call them a bird bath. On the stem or up is the term shaken not stirred martinis manhattans rob roy's perfect it's that glass that sells it you go into a bar and you see everybody sitting there drinking martinis martinis in that up glass it just makes you want to have one okay then let's move over to the uh, lower right and you have three glasses there one's a highball One's an old-fashioned glass and one's a rocks glass. The highball is what you would serve a rum and and tonic, rum and coke, scotch and water, vodka and tonic, gin and tonic. They're all called highballs because it's liquor and a mix, okay, with ice. The proportion is, it doesn't really matter the size of the glass, but let's stick to the highball glass. One-third alcohol two-thirds mix. You can never go wrong. You don't want the drink too weak. You don't want the drink too strong. Old-fashioned 
is the bigger rocks glass, which is perfect for old fashions. And then you have um, the rocks glass, the smaller version of the uh, old fashioned glass for scotch on the rocks or any straight liquor on the rocks. Then moving to your left, you have two other glasses. One is a, what we call a cordial glass. It's also sometimes referred to as a pony. And that's great for after dinner drink, little Grand Marnier, uh, little Lanazette, um, little Sambuca, cup of coffee, good to go. Then you have the brandy snifter. Now, if you notice the brandy snifter, it is designed, it's like round on the bottom and it tapers up with a small stem. When you pour your cognac, by the way, all brandy is not cognac. All cognac is brandy. For cognac to be called cognac, the following has to exist. They have to have grown the grape in cognac. They had to have fermented it in cognac. They had to have bottled it in cognac and they have to have shipped it from cognac. Otherwise, it's just brandy. Okay, there you go. Now, after you've poured your cognac or brandy into the snifter, you hold it from the bottom, stick the small stem between your ring finger and your middle finger and cup your hand and just slightly swirl the brandy. What's going on? The heat from your hand is just bringing that brandy up to a little warmer temperature than when you first poured it, which will enhance the flavor. Okay, so I wanna to talk to you now about my Bloody Mary. I know there's a million, maybe a gazillion ways to make them, but I'm gonna share with you my way and um, you take it from there. I like to use um, half of Mrs. T's uh, Bloody Mary mix and half Clamato juice. I fill a tall glass up about 60% full, no ice. Then I add a teaspoon of fresh horseradish. And then here's my secret ingredient, a capful of Rose's lime juice. And then I like to take a pepperoncini pepper, bite the end of it off, and pour the juice into the Bloody Mary mix. Stir. Then add ice. And now you're going to toss it, not shake it. You never shake a Bloody Mary. You toss it from one glass back into the other, then back again, back into the other, back again, and then back into the one you started in. I like to toss it three times. And now you have what I consider a really good Bloody Mary. Try it. Let me know what you think. How to open champagne. Oh boy, I was working for my dad in the dining room after he dragged me out of the kitchen. And I was working a wedding and I was opening up champagne for the toast. And I had had about three opened with the wire off sitting on a table. And I was opening the fourth one when one of them blew and one, some, I felt like something jerked my head back and then I guess I didn't really give it a thought and someone hollered, he's bleeding. And I said, who? And they said, you, off to the hospital, eight stitches in my right eyebrow from a champagne cork. Once you take that um, wire off of it, 
it is good to go and it can go at will. So you need to put your thumb on top of it after you take the wire off. Then what you're going to do is you're going to pull the bottle from the cork. Not to take the, You're not going to take the cork out of the bottle. You're going to drape a towel over the neck of the champagne. You're going to grasp the head of the cork very tightly. And then with your other hand, reach up under the towel and slowly twist and pull the bottle away from the cork. It's really easy. It's safe. Nobody goes to the hospital. And you do get that thud that champagne is famous for. Okay. Now, let's talk about wine. What is the correct temperature for serving wine? Well, salesmen will tell you now a safe way to do it is if you're going to serve red wine with your meal, put it in the fridge 20 minutes before you're going to eat. Now you're bringing it to European room temperature, not American heated and air-conditioned temperature. And if you've got your white wine sitting in the fridge where it should be, uh, unless you're not going to drink it right away, you take it out of the fridge 20 minutes before you're going to serve it. And now it too is at European room temperature. What's it mean to decant a bottle of wine? Red. You don't want to decant, no need to decant a white. You take a bottle of red wine, you pour it into a pitcher, and then you pour it into another pitcher, and then back in. Pour it back into the other pitcher, then back in. Pour it back into the other pitcher, back in. You're aerating it. Then let it sit out and breathe before you serve it. Um, Tell you the truth, I personally don't like to decant the bottle of wine. To me, it makes it taste a little stronger, but the experts say it's the way to go. But then again, that's why they make vanilla and chocolate, right? Okay, so now we're going to um, probably wrap this up. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something and um, love, love life, love those around you, live large and cheers. Thanks for listening. Take care.